I'm Peter Lewis. We're less than two weeks away from Chinese New Year, so on today's programme, we'll talk about how to get financially prepared for the festival. And one of our listeners is facing his first Chinese New Year after getting married, which means plenty of lychee to give out. He'll share some of his financial worries around that with Jimmy Lam. And in our investment segment, we'll continue our tutorial on some common investment and trading products. Today, we'll shine the spotlight on options. Please feel free to get in touch with any comments, suggestions for topics to cover in future programmes, or any financial concerns you'd like one of our experts to help you with. You can email moneytalk at rthk.hk. We're also on Facebook, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. We're coming up to Chinese New Year, a time when expenses usually go up. So it's wise to have a family budget to better manage your additional spending over this period. The tradition of elders and married adults giving to children those little red envelopes containing money can impact your finances, especially if you have a large family. As well as paying attention to managing your own family expenditure, this is also a good opportunity for parents to teach children about money. With some tips to help you, here's David Kneebone, who's the General Manager of Hong Kong Investor Education Centre. Good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. So how should someone go about budgeting for the additional expenses that come around Chinese New Year time? Well, let's have a look at what some of those additional expenses may be. Um, money is often an additional expense for licee, for, mm -hmm. for, for many other reasons, sometimes just to give um, to specific people in the household. New clothing, festive food, there's the New Year's Eve family dinner, the New Year's Day dinner, which is obviously also important, festive flowers, travel, hairdressing, decorations for the house. It's quite a long list, and so it can add up particularly mm. for large families, and mm. the pressure on some households can be considerable. So we're encouraging people to give it some thought now, if you haven't already, and plan some limits around what you could or couldn't spend. So this is about being disciplined, working out what you really need to do, maybe what isn't so essential, and sticking very carefully to a budget. Ideally, and of course, as people um, know, things go up in price around Chinese New Year. Uh, it's difficult to get a hair appointment it's, and prices go up. Dried seafood prices go up. Mm. So why not do some of those things? You might want to leave your hair cut until closer to the time, but uh, why not try and get some of the things that are available now um, sooner rather than later? Or if you're confident that prices might drop closer to the period, then manage it in that way. The key thing is just to be aware. We see, unfortunately, a few people maybe leaving a lot of purchasing until the last few days and they mm. get caught out. You end up with a bigger amount on your credit card, for example, than you ordinarily expected, and then you've got that debt hangover to deal with, which is what we're encouraging people to avoid. So with all these festive expenses and dinners that you mentioned and possibly travel, presumably it's important to find a way of recording your actual expenditure, um, planning it in advance, tra tracking the expenses. Is there an easy way of doing that? We've created a We've called it the Chinese New Year Household Budgeting Worksheet on mm -hmm. the Chin Family website, which is our website. I'm sure people, your listeners have heard of the Chin Family, which is just chinfamily.com.hk. Um, so within that, uh, there is a spreadsheet you could estimate what the expenses could be and then record the actual expenses and track how you're mm -hmm. doing. Attached to that also is a Lycee planner, for particularly geared for parents to work with for their children as well. 
Now, what does the LICE planner involve? How would you go about planning this? Because that could be a big expense as well, couldn't it? Well, not only is a big expense, but for children, of course, they can end up with a considerable amount of money. And from our perspective, we want this tool to be used to help parents have a conversation with their children. Let's say, for example, and I mean the amounts differ from um, family to family, but let's say your child has $1,000 at the end of New Year's Day as a result of, of Lycee from a variety of people. It could be a lot less or it could be a lot more. The conversation we hope you'll have is around what might you want to save, what portion, and what do you... Um, what are you saving for? What goals do you have? Would you give some money to a charity or to some other groups that maybe are necessarily deserving, in your opinion? And we cast no opinion mm. on who those are. And then finally, what do you want to spend? And then what do you want to spend it on? Now, the list of possible spending items is huge. So you'll find within the Lycee planner a, a number of different items that kids could spend money on, plus groups that they could potentially donate to. Um, from our point of view, research clearly shows that it's divided amongst parents in Hong Kong. About 40% of quite strict in controlling the money uh, that children get through Lycee. Some use that Lycee money for family expenses. About another 40% are reasonably moderate, quite flexible, and about the remaining 20 give a lot of freedom and pass um, the responsibility onto the children, which in some ways is a great thing. What we're hoping occurs more often than not is a conversation mm. between parents and children around what could happen with that money to get that child thinking about the significance of financial goals, leave alone, think about the fact that it's going to be possibly another year before that same amount of money comes in again. <laughs> so not every parent then allows their children to choose how to spend their Lycee money but it sounds like from what you're not saying that that's not necessarily the best way of teaching your children about money maybe allowing them to have some independence and particularly as they start growing up uh, to plan this themselves maybe under some guidance and supervision. We think that's ideal. The key thing that we always encourage is goal setting. So, And you can never start too early. Effectively, mm. lots of research shows that if you can assist a young child especially to understand the difference between needs and wants and set short to midterm goals, it can form financial habits that affect the rest of that child's life. So in Hong Kong, Lycee is a really important mm. point in the calendar when sometimes children end up with a lot of money. Um, even if it's a little bit, understanding what can happen to that money and the decisions that the child needs to make is a wonderful lesson. <laughs> so it's important then that you're not just talking to children but giving them a chance to practice as well and also maybe observe what you do uh, as well in terms of your own planning as a parent. Absolutely. And an extension of that, and we've watched now, um, we can see many parents in Hong Kong households do do this, involve your children in the household budget. Mm. Talk to them about why things such as insurance is important. If you've got an investing portfolio, open up the conversation and allow them to hear some of the things that are occurring. And also, and this doesn't happen often enough, when people make mistakes with money, also be free and open about what they were so that others around you can learn. So if you have children who have received Lycee money, then the sort of decisions they need to make, I suppose, first of all, do you save it? Do you spend it? What sort of portion maybe should you put aside as, as savings and, and what part are you going to spend? Well, I suppose that really depends on the goals that that child may have. Say, for example, think about, I mean, there may be a gaming console that's, mm. that's on the top of the lists of that child or it may be possibly 
going to somewhere like um, a theme park or something along those lines. I mean, it, it, those goals change from household to household. None of them are necessarily more worthy than others. But the portion is important. So in unding, helping that child understand that if you, please don't spend it all mm. or else it's all going to go. Um, unless you've maybe had a goal for three years that you've been saving for and you've now accumulated enough to buy the one thing that has been your aim, I think that's a very valid um, long-term purpose. If you're talking about a 7- to 10-year-old, three years is an enormous amount of time. But having the conversation and understanding the possibilities that you could save, that you could spend or even donate a portion of your licee to others that don't have as much as you do. And you've got this licee... Uh, calculator, Licey Management Tool. Could you just give us the website again so that if people want to go and use it, they sure. can find just it? Just type um, type the Chin Family into any search engine and you'll find the website, thechinfamily.com.hk. It's called the Licey budget, uh, Money Budget Planner. And within that, there's various tabs that cover shopping, leisure expenses, school needs, donations, and a series of other miscellaneous um, points. And what it will allow you to do is set limits and then also track your expenses in terms of what you might get and how much you could spend. Sounds a very <laughs> valuable tool. David, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You heard there from David Nebone, General Manager of the Hong Kong Investor Education Centre.